yo, 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 what's up, everybody? And this is a plick, a plick, applicable science. We about to spit that so you can't deny us. But <laughs> what's up? My name is Amanda Harvey. I am a junior studying molecular biology major from Woolwich, New Jersey. What do you do, Chauncey? What's up, everybody? My name is Chauncey Upshire. I'm a graduating senior computer engineering major, computer science minor from Lower Maryland. And I'm another one of your co-hosts for Applicable Science. Hey, last but not least, it's your boy, Christopher Small, graduating senior, electrical engineering major from Jacksonville, Florida. And together, we are Applicable Science Podcast. So today, we are talking about nothing but the only arithmetic, or as Chauncey says, arithmetic. But arithmetic? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> but we're talking about, like, you know, in other layman's terms, getting to the money. Everybody, man. Securing but, the bag. Securing the bag. But, yeah. So, <clears throat> we're talking about how you secure the bag. So, I think the best person to talk to about this is none, another, none, whatever. <laughs> It's Chauncey. It's Chauncey. Okay. Chauncey's Chauncey the best person <laughs> to talk about this. Because Chauncey, Chauncey comes from Howard County. He was a math minor at one point. <laughs> Since he can't say arithmetic, we're going to go with the next best thing. Oh my God. <laughs> What's up with the shots? <laughs> Chauncey didn't let me hold the dollar yet. So it's, it's cool. I mean, that's the perfect topic. Uh, but yes, ladies and gentlemen, arithmetic. Um, don't know what arithmetic is, is a branch of mathematics that studies pretty much the basic mathematical operations. So addition, subtraction, division, and multiplication. So, I mean, pretty much you learned that in grade school, uh, probably between kindergarten and no more than second grade. So that's pretty much arithmetic. Um, it's originated, it's a Greek word originated from the words of uh, meaning art, uh, the art of counting, and also um, math. So pretty much a little basic terms about arithmetic. Quick little side segment. How does everyone feel about arithmetic and just math in general? Oh, me and math, have, um, we have a developing language. We have a developing Relationship. Audience, by the way, when I tell you, here we go, Chris. Here we go. Favorite subject of all time is statistics. <laughs> I tell you, oh, I just he he been jumping for joy every time we go to class. Oh yes. I saw PTSD when you said statistics. I, the abbreviated word is stats. When I hear stats, it's okay because you hear stats and you watch ESPN. No, it's statistics. Statistics and probability, that gives me nightmares. I don't want to hear nothing about no distribution, no normal standard deviation. I don't care about none of that. That that class is a nightmare. I talked about it previously in one of the episodes. Tune in and watch after that episode. But yeah, that class was the worst for me. So I can understand arithmetic, but not probability and statistics. That's for sure. That's all math, you know. I had a internship about statistics. Um, my mom's a math teacher. Um, I like I'm a math tutor now. Um, you know, I you like, like math. numbers. 
You like numbers. Yeah, I'm, I'm number oriented. Like, <laughs> I need to see the the path, and I'm like, okay, I'm good. But <laughs> when you just get give me a formula. <laughs> have you taken? Uh, you don't have to take differential equations, right? Mm-mm. Oh my gosh, that is another beast. Chelsea can adjust to that. That if if he is crazy. I mean, it's. I mean, oh. if you don't, if you don't like math, like if you don't like the STEM, then of course, differential equations gonna be a challenge. But like, it's necessary for, I guess, especially for engineering, it was necessary to learn about differential equations because we have to calculate, you know, uh, inductance, capacitance, capacitance. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. And all of all differential equations. So those equations was essential for us to learn. It's different, but I believe it was necessary. So. But did you did you like the class though? No comment. <laughs> you please the fifth. Okay. Um. <laughs> so what's the highest class? Um, do do you have to take? Oh, um, I think it was actually only like I, I took higher than I was supposed to take, but I took up to calc two. But I mean, I took up to calc two in high school, so it, it was pretty slight. Hey, y'all don't have to take up to calc two. Yeah, it's glorious. I was almost a math minor though. I thought about it, and then I thought about I was like, nah, I'm done with that. <laughs> I was like, my major has so much already that I'm like, because we have labs and like this semester I have three labs. It's ridiculous. Only four mm-hmm. classes. Mm-hmm. But yes, so we're talking about, I wish I had a little pocket or something, securing the bag and some glasses, like, you know. That's help for that. That's help for that bag. But how do you guys secure that bag? I want to I wanna get to Chauncey on this one because I feel like Chauncey could be a master negotiator when it comes to securing the bag. Because Chauncey's very, if it's not my way, it's the highway type. So, Chauncey, have you had any like negotiation stories or anything like that where you had to force the compromise or you just walked out? I mean, in ter- like, are we talking about in terms of like regular deals? Possibly, yes. If you were like at a corner store or something and you had to pay $3 for a soda or something and you talk the guy down to like fifty or something like that. Well, if I know something is outrageous, I'm not going to pay for it. So okay. if, you're trying to, if you're trying to finesse me, then you're just going to lose business after that. So I remember when, um, when I went to this, you know those little... Um, um stalls when in the mall when they have the like you know they have like those small goodies like for example chains uh oh yeah yeah right so our bubble gum machine that'd be in there for like two years yeah but you know i'm talking about the mates the stalls itself yeah i got you so i remember this one dude he was trying to sell me a chain so i was like you know i'm i'm curious so I was like, all right, so how much you trying to um, let me have for it? He was trying to tell me to drop 100. I was like, drop 100? Just drop 100, like it's casual. Because, like, let me see. I have the chain. 
ladies and gentlemen, he is looking for this $100 chain right now. I don't know if he has it in his apartment. All right. Probably not $100. Nah, I don't have it. Probably not $100. Okay, so there was this chain that he was trying to get me to get. So it was a, it's like a chain, but it's not like, you know, a real one. So actually, oh, here you go. This is actually one that I got not too long ago. Is this real or fake? Huh? According to him, it's real. And I... You can't ever trust the guy who's telling you to be truthful. So this is a chain, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, he was asking me to pay like $700 for this. And according to them, according to him, it's real, right? Mm -hmm. So from the jump, I knew I was not dropping 700 for this. 700 for just a chain? That's mm -hmm. crazy. I was not dropping that. So um, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna catch you because I wasn't gonna drop it anyway. So then um, he was saying, you know, come back. But I was like, Nah, I'll I'll catch you later on. So now this is the second time I'm coming back to him because now my brother has gone from like come out from the shop and he purchased um like he was we was going shopping for um my friend because it was his birthday. So we was going through the shop and we came back to the stall and you know he was trying to sell it to me again. So I was telling him, I was like, no, I'm not buying that because that's too expensive. And I don't even know if it's real or fake. By the way, it's already broken. So, <laughs> my assumption... Huh? He tried to sell you a broken chain. Like, I don't know if it's broken or, like... I, actually, I don't know what to tell you. Why? Because it can't snap in the back or something? No, no, no. It has a snap. But like, like the edge of the snap, like, you know, the, um, so, you know, within the clip on the right, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the thing that's clicked onto that. So it's like a little, um, like a little ball. Yeah. But it has a little hole in it. Oh, and it broke. It's open. Right. So oh, it's open okay. like that. And it's, it, it, I don't know if it's broke or it's supposed to happen like that, but I'm pretty sure it's not. Yo, I hate, I hate when you change do that. So, so how much do you pay for it? Oh, I'm getting to it. So I was telling dude I was gonna buy for that. Although it looked really nice, I was gonna buy it by uh six hundred, seven hundred for it. So my brother was like, all right, because he was getting something else too. He got um another chain, but it wasn't it wasn't like a real one, but it still looked nice. And it was a watch. So he was telling he was telling home dude say all right, give me this chain, a like a gold watch, and the other chain for nine hundred. So overall, it would what he like if I was to pay all this separately, it would came out over a grand. But we was able to bring it down to nine hundred dollars, because. Like I said, I wasn't paying $700 for this, just for this chain. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, 
we was able to bring it down a notch. But like, I feel like, especially at those stalls, if you say you can just go to another spot, because you know those stalls, there's at least two in the mall. <laughs> so if you go try to play with my money, okay, all right, fine, I'll just go to the other one. They see what he offers. Yeah. They are on the competition with each other. Like, I know That's what I'm saying. I know you're going to Rico over there, but let me make a deal with you. That's what I'm saying, because he knows that I can easily go to the other stall and get that. He'd probably give him that price. Yeah. So... He he made a deal and we got the we got what we wanted at a lower price. So I feel like long story short, I feel like when someone says it's the final price, I feel like that's not true. They're willing to go down, but the things that y'all be saying, like people all right, so let's say I'm trying to sell my Xbox, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll say I'll sell it to you for five hundred. That's oh, that's a, that's an overshot, but oh, yeah, I'm just, yeah. but right, that's an overshot, right? Mm-hmm. Now, peep, the seller gets turned off when you say, "Okay, give it to me for a hundred. So the the seller's like, "A hundred dollars? Yeah, now you can go kick rocks." Like, cause you're not, that's not even no negotiation skills. You're subtracting five hundred to one hundred dollars. Now, if I was to really price my Xbox, I would sell it for two hundred. But if someone was to come up to me and say, "I want, I'm, I want it for fifty dollars and nothing more, nothing less," I'm like, "Yeah, you can go kick rocks. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna sell it to you for fifty dollars." But why did the person with the Xbox think they can sell it for five hundred? Like they're gonna make a profit? Because they're gonna. I don't know why. Because like, especially when we're really close to getting to the new gen, um, new generation yeah. Xbox and PS4. There is really no point of spending no more than a hundred dollars on that on a console or maximum one fifty because I feel like you can survive for a couple of months until the release of the new PlayStation or Xbox well, and you might as well just save your money for that because if you see how the games are right now they're like they're they're putting don't get me wrong they're putting effort to the current generation games. But you know they're not putting as much effort as to the new generation games. So everything right now is being um, tailored to the new generation games. Makes sense. I mean, that's the next product that's coming out. I don't. I forget how much the PS Five is about to come out. Is it like six hundred or something? No, it's five hundred. Oh, it's five hundred. Mm-hmm. But still, they got to make sure that people get those games. They just lower the quality. It's like with the iPhone. Once a new iPhone come out, the older ones get slower and slower, apparently. But you, now- you know, you know. At first, we thought it was conspiracy, but it's actually true fact. They be um, some of the software is tailored for the new iPhones. So because it's tailored for new iPhones, some of the uh, effects or features that's on the new iPhone is not on the old iPhone. So mm-hmm. it caused a you know a little slow or a little like malfunction that's why i would never update my phone because usually when you update your phone it's tailored to the new iphone and when it's tailored to a new iphone it's not going it's going to mess up your original phone that's why i hate updating my phone because i realized that after like iphone 6 no yeah but i know people were suing like apple because it was proven that they did slow down phones so they yeah, money. They um they sued Apple, but I'm pretty sure they uh fixed it now because 
now um because recently i just updated my phone because mm-hmm. i wanted to update my apple watch but it's not as it was back in um like a couple years ago because i will see a noticeable difference in terms of uh slowness but for right now it it seems fine to me it could just be that you have a more updated phone then then it all coming after you <laughs> but okay. it's yeah. also possible because i only have i think this is the x so it's 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 only one generation behind mm-hmm. but yeah i feel like chauncey you're like the biggest negotiator of all time oh that's, like, this is facts anytime i ever ask him to do something he's like you're gonna either have to beat me at it or what you gonna <laughs> do for me and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, bruh. Hey, bro, I just asked you to take me to the store. He's like, how much you paying? <laughs> yeah. This is not a free world. What? Once I get out of the habit of that, then, like, I'm just. Charles is trying to secure the bag on somebody. I mean, it's factual. Like, if if I'm always giving, what am I giving back? What, what am I getting in return? That's weird. You gotta Something. get some bag, man. So, like, I mean, if I'm driving you to, if I'm driving you to the store, can you at least give me something? Yeah, that's it's not good. like you act like I'm going to actually buy me a um a, a PlayStation game, which is sixty dollars. <laughs> I ask you to buy me a drink. Talk to the one time I had you drove me down the street. You had me buy you twenty dollar earrings. Twenty dollar air. Wait, are you talking about the beauty shop? That's yes. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize how expensive they were until I started paying for them. I said, "Hold up." Are y'all seriously gonna believe Amanda? No, I'm serious. Chris was there. <laughs> oh, this this is the time we went to the beauty shop. Yeah, down the street. You are you seriously okay. gonna believe Amanda? I'm the not. The earrings were, were ten dollars. No, they were. And she made me cash app her. No, I did not. I didn't even want to be in the store to be honest. <laughs> so I really want to say I was just hoping y'all would get in and get out. Actually, no, we were in there for like 40 minutes. But <laughs> no, I feel like, no, yeah, Chauncey, he, he's 100%. Like, what are you going to do for me? Let's get off. Let's get off with Chauncey. Amanda, how do you secure the bag with your scholarship? Let's tell the audience about that. Yeah, and, got a full- and, and you forget you have a stipend hey, yo, 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 from yo, the yo. government. Nah, nah, nah. And we're not on that though. We're not on that. We on Amanda right now. Chill out. Chill out. All right, we'll, we'll get back to you. No, we're not, but it's okay. So how I secure the bag? Hmm. Ladies, so I mean I did start Ladies and gentlemen, Amanda got a full ride for the rest of her collegiate career. But <laughs> yeah, I, I secured the bag academically because you know i'm a hard worker i, I no slack no I, I never really had a summer to myself to have fun <laughs> but yeah I, I work hard and i'm passionate in what i do especially my sports so then i got a full ride from hampton university of the thanks to the department of defense and my own approach you how they emailed me um oh, they just told well, you like transcript and stuff yeah, so um, I was a, they did based off my major, so I was a biology major. So they said, they emailed all the STEM majors who were going to honor visitation weekend. And then from there, they were like, we could take a test during that weekend and potentially um, 
get like scholarships and stuff. So then from that, they were, um, I got an email two months down the road and they were like, we got a full ride and you can be a part of this program. So I was like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's really nice. It reminds me of somebody else on this podcast that has um, oh, no, money he, from the, the government. He got, he got his different though. But um, yeah, it's nice because for one, well, at first we were getting stipends, but Hampton University um, subtracted that out of our bag. <laughs> but then um but now i have internships over the summer and it's a very nice paying internship do i say but um oh my nose itches but um yeah so it's really nice paying internship and i feel like with the cohort i'm in it's like a group of people who are motivated to do similar things or just thinking a career in stem so i feel like all of us securing the bag, all of us are multiplying or adding to each other's lives in a beneficial I'm way. To, I'm trying to multiply my, my income. Oh, facts. I'm trying to I'm trying to be like on that ABH organic wave, just trying to build <laughs> another business on the side. You know what I'm feeling? Like multiply that, that income so it okay. doesn't be like linear, it'd be exponential. So one mm-hmm. time, one month it grows big and then Maybe the next month, it just, it falls off a little bit, but it comes right back in the next two months. No, yeah, I, so I, I try to secure the bag and everything. I have my plans, future plans. I have um, my career goals, life goals, everything. I have, a, I'm going to try to follow my path as straight as possible, but you never know what comes your way and will change it. But <clears throat> Yeah, so as now I'm securing my bag and what I want to do and nothing's going to stop me from what I'm going to do. But then also I have my business, um, AVH Organics. So I'm trying to secure the bag that way because I am very um, big in hair products and just the natural hair world. And I did my hair to my products too. But, um, But no, it's really... I like to, what, anything that I do, I like to give 100% and do my full research and just be passionate in whatever I'm doing. So I feel like that's the best way to secure the bag. Yeah. Speaking of securing the bag, did y'all hear about the 19 families that have bought 90 acres in Georgia? 19 black families that bought 90 acres in Georgia is Tom's Borough, Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. No, they bought a whole town. They bought a whole town, pretty much. Now they're about to turn into apparently the next Black Wall Street. So I'm excited. Look at that. They are adding all their incomes, subtracting the BS, mm-hmm. multiplying the revenue, and dividing the profits. Look at that. Period. Period. That's that's economic wealth. I mean, that's group economics right there, ladies and gentlemen. Facts. Build together. Say that again. Say that. The adding. The adding. Yeah, adding their income, subtracting the BS, multiplying the incomes. And dividing the profits. So you prefer? Oh, and the link will be in the description below. So you're saying what you would do like group economics? Yeah, you gotta make sure you gotta make sure everybody's on the same page. But yeah, I mean that's the fastest way I think to generational wealth. I live by the proverbs of if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. That's why I want I wanted y'all on the podcast because I want this to go far, but I can't do it by myself because nobody's going to listen to me just by myself. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, you can't get anywhere in life by yourself. Exactly. You need connections. 
Mm -hmm. So once this grows, I mean, we all going to grow together and it's going to get bigger and bigger because we're all doing our same thing, but at the same time, we're working together. We're going to be old and gray and still doing homework. Man, I'm already gray. I'm already gray, so you ain't got to worry about me. I'm, I'm almost there. By the time I'm 40, I'm going to be looking like Morgan Freeman with all gray hair, which is straight. I'm going to look like Angela, uh, Angela Bassett on Black Panther uh, when she was all gray. You think your hairline will subtract? <laughs> no. Don't try me on that one. Don't try me. No. I'm, I'm holding on to this for dear life. This is not going to subtract. If anything, it's going to stay stagnant. It's not going to add, subtract, or multiply, or divide. This is going to be a constant. <laughs> it's going to be a constant. Yeah, you know, it's going to reach. It's going to reach the asymptote. It's going to be there. So what you're going to do is you're going to multiply it by one. <laughs> I mean, as long as it don't move, that's we straight. We going. So Chris, <clears throat> as Chauncey was subtweeting you earlier. How how have you secured your bag? Yeah, Chris. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, the for tuning into another episode. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning into another episode of Black Apple Science Podcast. Chris, I really I, appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> how did I secure the bag? Yes. I mean, just like a matter. I mean, I was taking out loans the first two years of school because I was too lazy enough to apply for scholarships, more scholarships, and study hard on the SAT and ACT. So that was kind of like in my in my perspective of as a not a payback but like a um a consequence of my lack of laziness during high school uh, even though i was making good grades i really didn't care about standardized testing like i should have um but yeah i had to take out loans the first two years of school uh then i applied for the scholarship that one of my interns before i got to hampton they told me to apply for it First year, freshman year, I was like, I'm not going to apply for this. I want some freedom after after school. Mm -hmm. I want to know where I want to work because I want to work there, not because I have to. All right, that's cool. Freshman year, come around. Got to take our loans. Got to borrow money from family members. I'm like, this ain't the move, low-key. I, I can't be doing this. This Not for four years. I'm going to set myself back probably like five years if I keep doing this. I'm not going to live mm -hmm. my life. So sophomore year round, I didn't secure the bag yet, but I applied for it, got it by the grace of God, got the scholarship. Uh, um, elaborate, what program are you in? DOD SMART's program. Uh, SMART is an acronym, Department of Defense, uh, Science, Math, and Research Transformation uh, Scholarship. So pretty much working for the Department of Defense after school. Uh, the obligation is you work for every year. They sponsor you for schooling. You have to work for them after school. So next, after I graduate, I'll be working for the Department of Defense for two years because they're paying for my junior year and they're paying for my senior year. And you get a nice little change uh, every month, you know, a little, little smidge amount of money so you can live a little bit. But yeah, I mean, securing the bag with your academics, I think that's the best way as a student right now. Absolutely. Again, if you, got a, if you got a side hustle, like everybody's having, everybody's trying to start a podcast, including myself. Everyone's trying to start a, a t-shirt business, uh, some nails, hair. My sister is an entrepreneur herself. She's, mm -hmm. the one who, she's the one who got me inspired, to be honest. 
because she's an entrepreneur. She's been doing this for probably about three years now. Um, yeah, she's making money. Uh, she has her own schedule. She got clients. She got clientele. It's all fine and dandy. Um, and then everybody's just trying to be entrepreneurs to have some ownership. I think that's one thing that the African-American community doesn't have is some type of ownership to where we can say, this is ours. You can't touch it. You can't do anything to it without some type of warrant or legal obligation to it. So I think that's one thing that I think we're all training, trying to secure the bag with is entrepreneurship and ownership of things that we want to own. Now, it depends on what route you want to go, to be honest. I don't think t-shirt business is for, for everybody, but maybe merch, something that's that can build over time. But trying to be a clothing designer is not everybody route, but I'm not telling you what to do. Just go get the bed, go get the bag. No, yeah, I agree. I feel like, I'm sorry if you hear my dog barking. <laughs> the best thing to do is like, say if it doesn't work out for you in like the corporate world or whatever career you want to go to, having a, a side business or anything on the side that you can fall back on is optimal because the only person who can uplift yourself is yourself. That's what I'm saying though. Like, I know, I know one of the celebrities, I ain't gonna say her name, but she was talking about how earlier she doesn't date dudes who have nine to five jobs or they just have to be entrepreneurs and CEOs. I'm like, I mean, that's cool and all, but I, if I do an five that I actually like doing, I'm okay with it. So if I become an astronaut, God willing, I'm gonna be okay with that nine to five job. I think that's pretty straight, but I could also have a side income with real estate or something like that. Or wait, 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 wait. you said um, somebody, a celebrity saying that they're not comfortable with dating somebody with a nine to five job. Yes, yeah. Well, yeah, that's just. But you said you weren't name dropping. Huh? Yeah, I, I don't want to name drop it. But she, she did say that she only wanted to date entrepreneurs. I mean, that's perfectly fine because they are boss. She wants to date a boss. That's understandable. Everybody wants to date a boss. Mm -hmm. I think you put a cap on how much they make in a reasonable amount of time. I think a 95 job, if you have a side income, I think that's pretty straight if you like what you're doing. I don't have a problem with that. And I think um, her main point was like, I think, because obviously, I think it obviously got misconstrued. Yeah. But... I think she meant of it as she wanted someone with her similar lifestyle rather than someone who went every day like back and forth to work. So I think she wanted more of the um I forget like creator lifestyle where you have to um go go different places all different times of the hours of the day. But I mean I still think you should still appreciate what nine to five, what people who do nine to five jobs, because it's majority of <laughs> this country in the world. So, yep. yeah, you can't knock someone just because of their employment or their passions. I mean, like I said, I mean, I mean, at that point, that's just girls' preferences. So I'm not gonna hate on a girl's preferences yeah. because everyone has preferences. I have preferences too. So. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hate on that. I'm just saying, like, you, like I said, you shouldn't really be knocking it because if there's no nine to five jobs and then the simple convenience of uh, getting money out of ATM or just getting money from uh, um from the bank itself with a representative, 
that's a nine to five job. And if it wasn't for that, we would not have those simple services. For another example, going to convenience stores, if there wasn't nine five jobs, that wouldn't be possible. So, I mean, like I said, nine to five jobs are important. It's just that um, I want to, like, it's, it's just not my lifestyle. But I don't knock it because that is what we need in this country. So, I got a question for y'all. If you had to pick a side hustle, what would it be? Like your main side hustle, what would, what would that look like? Because I know for me, I know Chauncey's already doing it. I'm committing him right now on the podcast to doing it. He's actually doing an intern with the electronic repair shop and he's learning the tools about repairing electronics. So I, I want to commend you on that, Chauncey, because that's something I want to do, but I haven't taken the initiative to do it. And Amanda as well for starting her own hair care, hair product business uh, for actually starting it from the ground up and trying to get a name out there and making it bigger. So I just want to commend you all for that. So what would, what would your other businesses look like? Another business? Hmm. I feel like for me, because as you guys might know, I want to be a PA. I feel like my side hustle while I'm a PA is actually I want to do research on the side. And I want to do focus on human research. So how things affect the human body and etc. So I feel like I might focus on a specifically specific um, body system or something like that, d- depending on what my specialty is when I get a get to become a PA, but I want to do research because I feel like being in the medical field and research is hand in hand. So, so I'm, I'm kind of ignorant to that. So how would you actually get paid for the research? Is it, yeah, how would you get the, the financials out of it? Okay, so I actually would find a company or something like the Department of Defense and just do like a part-time or maybe have some type of collaboration where I can come in every once in a while and help out with some type of research that is going on in their lab. Okay, okay. So yeah, I would build connections in other laboratories and then, but at the same time, I'll be a full-time PA as well. I got you, I got you. Yeah. you got any ideas for yourself, Chauncey? Um, I think I, like besides what I'm already trying to do, uh, another thing I will be willing to do is being like a private contractor, meaning like if you need a code for your business, I'll create it for you and you just have to pay me a set, a set amount of price. I mean, even then, you can just have your own LLC, LLC and be the owner of that and they just pay you directly. But that's what you can tax breaks. I mean, that's one trick I've been watching on YouTube people with LLCs get a tax break because it's a small business. I mean, but also I wouldn't even charge for a set price until you get like, well, actually I would charge for a set price. And then once you get your clientele up, you can charge for like per hour. So That's what I'm saying. Like if once I get it, I have to like, I want to say that I mastered a certain language, but I want to be official. So I'm just going to get a certificate. And then once I get the certificate, then I'll start you know, like, actually. But do, you, but do you think a certificate is going to help you secure the bag? Like, maybe, in my eyes, I think certificate is cool and all, but if you have a bunch of projects, maybe that shows you way more than what a certificate did if you just took a test or something like that. But nowadays, like, nowadays people are very 
about accomplishments and more of your background like what is your uh like what is your um what is your educational background like, what is no, your no what is your uh, resume what's your resume okay so like because if personally what would you do if there was a guy who has a degree versus a guy who doesn't have a degree and the, the person who doesn't have a degree like exhibits better like exhibits better like you think he'd be better of like you think he's more educate educated but this dude has a degree and he's like let's say a top of his class which one would you take the one who doesn't have the degree or the one who does that's that's kind of tricky though all right so that's some because a typical person would take the person with the degree of course of course but that's very traditional i think even with other companies like Google and stuff and Apple, they really don't require software engineers to have a degree any, anymore in software engineering or like computer science. You can literally take a bunch of courses and do projects and then show them your portfolio on GitHub. But the but the thing about that is those are EUC distinguishable. So like when you brought up stuff like software engineering and stuff like that, you can easily tell if they know their stuff or not. All you have to do is give them a um a situation and then they have to code for you and then yeah. you can solve it then and there yeah. but stuff like you know business majors it's hard to distinguish that because it's not some outright test that you can do to see if they're like how qualified are they so for like for example the um people who are agents a lot of people like a lot of people are um not well i'm not gonna say a lot but there are some people who are, doesn't have like a degree, but people like the rich Pauls of the world, they don't have a degree, but they're very successful. Yeah. So, and I mean like that, that I'm just trying to bring into perspective because although he doesn't have a degree, that doesn't determine how intelligent he is, mm-hmm. but the world we live in, um, your resume is everything. So if you say, I'm just trying to create a differential between software like things that are easily distinguishable versus stuff that are not as easily distinguishable. I get what you're saying. I mean, I think that's a case-by-case basis. I don't think that's a one-size-fit-all. If the educational background has more superiority than like side projects or like silos that they're trying to use as educational background. At the end of the day, it's how it's um, what you can accomplish and what have you learned. So is it, either that's traditional route, like college or trade school, or is it actually getting to the field and um, moving pretty much. So I think that's just however the interviewer uh, and the hiring manager thinks about it. But for me personally, I would look at them both equal and see which one can fulfill the position way better. And then just mm-hmm. at college, it really wouldn't make a difference at any day as long as they can get a job. But I do think um, at the end of the day, degrees do hinder your ability to elevate yourself in, say, a company. Really? Yes. Because that's why you see a lot of people going back to even get their master's or things like that, because oh. they can't reach a certain position unless they have that degree or that paper. Yeah. So, because so, I know 
like my aunt, she's, she's been working at, they call it, um, like CPS. So she's been working at CPS for however many years, but she can never elevate herself to a higher paid position because she didn't have a master's. So then she's now going back, even though they're paying for her master's, she's going back. She has to go through the whole process of getting her master's, even though she has all the experience and every, she knows she's been there for probably 20 years, but she still can't elevate because she doesn't have that, that paper. See, I don't know. That's, that's, I think that's just society's train of thought. You need every degree you get more and more education, you get more and more experience, but, well, technically, like, quote-unquote experience. So I think we're getting away from that type of thinking more, like, can you get the job done if I put you in a position? Based on what you've learned, based on how you've been with your background, can you get the job done? I don't really care if you have an MBA or or a, a PhD or, or whatever certificate. Like, can you get the job done? I feel like that's a good thing to think that society is going that way. I still don't think they're there yet in any capacity. Yeah. I still feel like if you don't have a degree, you're looked at some type of way rather than if you do have a degree. That's why there's such a high um, recognition to say, oh, you're a doctor. Oh, you're doctor this or that. Just because it's a high title in society, so you're looked at as superior in a lot of people's minds rather than Say if you don't have even a bachelor's, it's like, oh, you didn't go to college. Because the degrees don't say anything about your knowledge, but society they, likes to say it does. Yeah, let's say you just can learn something. No. I feel like that way it can be a hindrance in securing your back. But there there's still multiple avenues and not edu the education system is not always everyone's avenue. So there's multiple avenues. Like my my dad didn't go to college, but he, he, he makes good money, so there's, there's multiple ways to go about doing things and being, being successful in life. I've been getting to the money. <laughs> On that note, we'll close the episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching uh, our podcast. Um, check us out on our Instagram page at Pluckable underscore science. Uh, follow me on Instagram at tallboy underscore chris. You can follow Amanda at Munda55 and Aviator Organics. Once again, if you have any comments about our show, leave it down in the description so that we can make your experience much better. So, like, comment, subscribe, and we'll see you at the next one. Bye. All right. Until next time.